Well, hello and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're talking with Levi Lanehart. He is the Aquatic Section Program Manager with the Fairfax County Park Authority. His job involves overseeing all of the swimming pool-related programming, including lifeguard training, swim lessons, water aerobics, and community outreach at the 12 aquatic facilities in Fairfax County. We're going to have a a fun topic of conversation today, swimming. But, you know, more importantly, we're going to be talking about swim safety programs and the importance of these programs that are offered by the Park Authority, as well as the the risk of drowning and and why it's so important for everyone to learn how to swim. So, Levi, thanks for being here with us on the County Conversation podcast. Thanks for having me, Jim. Absolutely. Looking forward to the the fun conversation. A lot of times, uh, you know, when I talk to county employees, uh, the, the subjects are really serious and, you know, have lots of, you know, implications for life, which which this one does, swim safety and drowning and those kind of things. But it's also a fun topic. We're going we're gonna to be talking about swimming. How fun can that be? Yeah, it's something um, I actually didn't learn how to swim until I was an adult. And so kind Ooh. of my passion has, has been able to, to teach others. So, yeah. Well, in uh, a fun job, I'm assuming, I, I, I know there's probably you know, paperwork aspect and office hour aspects and different things like that. But to, I'm assuming that you're around the pools and around the water. Yeah. So the vast majority of my job takes place, you know, in and around the rec centers, uh, especially all the swimming pools. And anytime you get to work with kids, it has to be fun. So you have to make sure that you're having a good time loving what you do. Right. So how do you say you learn how to swim later in life? How did you um, transition into this job? Uh, well, my background was in the United States Army, and so mm-hmm. once I got out about 15 years ago, I needed to do something in the civilian world. So I'd always wanted to learn how to swim, took a swim class, and then it just led me down this path of parks and recreation. All right. Is it something growing up that um, maybe weren't around water, or uh, why is it that lots of folks, um, and, and I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of folks don't learn how to swim as, as a child? Um, any any factors, any studies, any research going into into that? Um, not not really. Mine was I it had never been an option for me growing up, and so mm-hmm. once I moved mm-hmm. to the Northern Virginia area where we have a ton of swimming pools, um, it was just I found my passion was you know providing yeah. water safety, uh, teaching lifeguards, and things of that nature. Yeah. We say passion of teaching, so you're teaching lifeguards, and then the swimming aspects of it come in, so it. Probably uh, not a not a, a bad day on the job. A lot of fun days. But uh, talk to me a little bit about lifeguard training. What what does that involve? Sure. So for Fairfax County, we use Ellison Associates as our lifeguard training uh, curriculum, and it's uh, you know bringing in bringing in young folks, teenagers, anywhere from fifteen to to typically early twenties, um, and kind of teaching them about the professionalism of being a being a lifeguard versus just you know, getting out of that stigma of lifeguards are sitting by the pool, relaxed, um, you know, soaking up the sun. Uh, for Fairfax County, our lifeguards are, are trained professionals. Um, they're all trained in CPR for professional rescuers. And just being able to have that impact to keep keep folks safe when they come to the pools, uh, especially here in Fairfax County, where we have so many indoor and outdoor recreation centers. Uh, it's a good mm-hmm. time. 
So a lot more involved to the training uh, than than just the the CPR and the life life safety aspects of it, if you will. Absolutely, yeah. It's there's so much uh, you know coursework that goes into becoming a lifeguard. It's not just training in the pool, um, teaching them how to make rescues. It also goes into a lot of the preventative side of it, um, teaching hmm. people how to be proactive versus just reactive to emergencies. So what what are some of those proactive things? Are there certain things that uh, folks are looking for, lifeguards or other folks around the pool or, or just uh, parents or caregivers when they've got their kids at the pool? What are those proactive things you should be kind of looking for? Absolutely. So the first thing we're always kind of looking for is to make sure that we have parents, you know, being held accountable for watching watching their kids when they bring them to the pool. The other thing we really instill in all our lifeguards is to not wait until something is happening, but try to address it before it does. So if you see a child running on the pool deck, um, you know, we want to make sure we're enforcing those rules. And anybody that's been to one of our facilities knows the main thing you can see with our lifeguards is their head is always moving. Um, They're never Mm. fixating. They're constantly having that head moving, looking for anything that might become an issue before it does. All right. Let's, Let's transition to water aerobics. When I hear that word, I think of um, you know, these are classes for, I'll just put it this way, people my age, <laughs> seniors, you know, it, it's more for the, the elderly population. Is that is that a correct assumption? Um, yes and no. It, it's correct in the fact that that's what everybody thinks when they first hear water aerobics. Um, they think of our golden generation kind of out there um, going through the motions, working on their classes. And that's true in the regard that it's a great low impact exercise for for folks that might have a myriad of health issues. Um, and mm-hmm. so the water's natural buoyancy makes it easier for the people that you know have issues walking unassisted. They can walk in the pool very freely. And so it's mm-hmm. a great feeling. Um, what we've been able to do is add some new dynamic offerings that are going to reach out and get in more of those people from a different demographic that, that might have always thought it was just for old folks, um, mm-hmm. in, in quotes. <laughs> right, um, right. So what we've added, we've added some stand-up paddle boards, um, do some paddleboard yoga hmm. at different sites. Um, also, our Pilates, um, deep water Pilates has really taken off. Pilates and water. I, would have, I don't know that I would have put that together. <laughs> you, mentioned the, you mentioned the facilities. They're uh, maybe surprising to a lot of folks uh, listening. There are 12 aquatic facilities in Fairfax County. There are. We have nine indoor uh, swimming pools ranging from some – we have three Olympic-sized pools – and then uh, six 25-meter pools. And then we also have three outdoor facilities. Uh, One of them is MLK Pool, which is down. It's our free community pool down in Alexandria. We have our special harbor, which is a free-to-the-community splash pad, also there in Alexandria at Lee District Rec Center. And then we have the water mine out at Lake Fairfax in Reston. And I I, I guess I should preface my statement. There are Definitely many more aquatic facilities in Fairfax County, but 12 operated by the Fairfax County Park Authority. So, Yes, sir. Make sure I clar- <laughs> clarify that statement. So, um, you know, lots of different classes, activities, um, things going on. I, I, I don't want to stress too much on it, but we've just gone through this, you know, almost year and a half of pandemic uh, where facilities were shut down. People were staying at home. How did how did that situation affect 
the swim programs and, and the water things going on that you're involved in and kind of transitioning now to summer 2021 when we're kind of getting all back open and going places. What was it like and, and where are you heading? Yeah, so looking back over the past year, um, we were we were very fortunate working for an agency that was at the forefront of COVID protocols. Um, we were able to reopen all our swimming pools uh, the first week of July of last year with with certain protocols in place as far as social distancing, uh, reservations for our lap swimmers. Um, we were able to reduce capacity in our classes, both water aerobics and our learn to swim. Um, we had instructors wearing masks, face shields, both in the water and outside of the water teaching. And then, as I mentioned, we were able to keep everybody socially distanced and then not share any equipment, things of that nature. We were able to to really accommodate a lot of lot more folks than many of many of the surrounding agencies. And so we were very proud of that. Mm-hmm. And then it set us up for um, summer 2021 as now, you know, we – we say the pandemic is over, even though it's definitely still ongoing. A lot of the restrictions that were in place have been reduced. And so right. now we're, we're welcoming everybody back with open arms, um, getting as many people back into our facilities as we can. We've, we've heard a lot in the, the national news about, you know, the, the, the stimulus and the unemployment benefits. And it's making hard uh, for businesses and, you know, nonprofit agencies, other folks to have uh, find the labor pool. How are y'all dealing with that? Because I'm assuming that there is, well, I will just ask this, is this a correct assumption that you need more uh, lifeguards and people during the summer than at any other times? And have you been able to to find that, that pool of talent? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. So we're very fortunate to to be a part of the park authority where we have tons of resources at our disposal. And so it's been a real, a real group effort to make sure that we get plenty of lifeguards, swim instructors, um, and then just our, you know, our front desk staff, our camp counselors and everything. And so we've been very dynamic with how we've been recruiting people through social media, uh, through citizen outreach groups, and just really, you know, reaching out to our community and being a part of it. um, And everybody kind of being on the same page on what we need, so for, for us in the aquatic side, we've been able to be stretched thin, but we're fortunate that we knew this was coming year in and year out. We're always struggling to make sure we have enough lifeguards, enough swim instructors, mm-hmm. and, and then just making sure that we, you know, we reach out to the high schools, um, the kids that are going to be coming home from college and get as many folks in as possible. Right. Are you still taking applications? And in other words, would, would this be a chance for you to recruit some folks? Absolutely. We are always accepting applications and we're always going to continuously be hiring qualified employees. All right. And anyone interested, is there a web page they should go to, a telephone number to call? How would they go about uh, getting their hat in the ring, so to speak, to, for a lifeguard or, or anything else that uh, you're involved with on the aquatic side? So the best way is to type into your Google search bar, Fairfax County Park Authority Jobs. Um, we're really fortunate that we have a, a job for everybody, be it from working on a golf course, uh, working at a summer camp, working at an outdoor recreational facility, or working indoors um, at one of our, our pools or our front desks. Um, so really, even if you're not a great swimmer, there's definitely still a job for you in Fairfax County uh, working in the parks. Okay. All right. So just search Fairfax County Park Authority jobs, I think you said, and uh, opportunities will uh, will come up. 
We're uh, talking with Levi Lanehart. He is the Aquatic Section Program Manager with Fairfax County's Park Authority, and we're we're talking fun stuff, swimming and water aerobics and all that kind of kind of good stuff. But there is a serious side to to swimming and the need to to learn swimming and uh, swim lessons. Talk to me a little bit, Levi, about the swimming lessons that are actually offered by the Park Authority and the importance thereof. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we offer the wide wide gamut of swim lessons for every single person. Be it from um, we start at six months with our baby classes, and we go all the way up to our adult lap swimming classes, um, where they're swimming for physical fitness and everything in between that. Um, for me, I'm I always guide more towards the the, the children. They're the vast majority of folks that we're teaching to swim. Um, because especially here around the water, there's so much open water in Fairfax County in Northern Virginia. Uh, swimming really is a life skill, and so we don't mm. we don't partner with the public schools to have water safety curriculum in the schools just yet. So it's wow. kind of on us to make sure that we're filling in the gaps. Right. So classes for lots of different age ranges at all the different facilities, and again, just uh, go to the Fairfax County Park Authority website and. You'll be able to find the um, all the swimming classes online. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, we have an online registration, so you can you know sign up online. Your first day of class will be at whatever rec center um, we have the indoor pools at. We don't do any learn to swim classes at our outdoor facilities. Um, everything is at the indoor pools. Why is that? When you're when you're starting with swim lessons, the most important thing you can do is consistency. Um, and as soon as you add, you know, Mother Nature into the elements, the opportunity to have to cancel classes due to weather and things like that really kind of hinders the ability for children to learn. And so we want to try to provide that consistent learning environment. That's a great point. When you were saying, uh, you, you know, no swim classes at outdoor facilities, it, it was an obvious answer, but it was one I didn't think about. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, any special... Um, things or special, um, I can't think of the right word, resources or amenities, et cetera, at any of the, the 12 different aquatic facilities operated by the Fairfax County Park Authority uh, that you want to highlight? Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of touched on our outdoor facilities right now. They're the ones that are, that are going in full force. And so at Lee District Rec Center, we have uh, Chessie's Big Backyard, which is an outdoor play area that also has a zero-depth spray ground. Um, this is just a fantastic place for families to come out, spend a couple hours, and it and it's not cost prohibitive. Um, we also have the water mine out in Reston. Uh, there is a fee associated with that to come and enjoy, but it is the county's answer to the full fledged outdoor water park environment. Um, it's mm -hmm. got a a nine hundred foot lazy river. It's got a, a zero depth spray ground as well. If you have younger children that maybe aren't as good as swimmers. But we're really fortunate there that the deepest portion is only four feet. So adults can can be comfortable even if they're a non-swimmer there. And then we've got all our indoor recreation centers. Uh, they all have some sort of zero-depth entry. So if you are a senior that you're looking to kind of get into the pool, do some water walking, get moving, um, they're all fully accessible. And so we've got staff that are able to assist a little bit and help folks into the water. Um, and then we've got lap lanes for those people looking to swim laps, work on their physical fitness. So it sounds like uh, that proverbial cliche, something for everyone. <laughs> yes, 
Yeah, it is. I, I, I would love to spend an hour talking about what each pool has. I know we don't have that time, but um, I always encourage people that if they do have questions to reach out to us, um, I'm always available. Um, you can reach out to us just through our general uh, parks email address as well. And then that way you can get more of a tailored response for what you might be looking for. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, email address is parkmail. Uh, is that right? Yes. At fairfaxcounty.gov, I believe. Yes, sir. And then, of course, you can um, search um, any of the uh, the rec centers online on the fairfaxcounty.gov uh, website uh, and get more information. Or better yet, just uh, stop by your local rec center and uh, get a tour and see what's available in the classes they have and, uh, you know, see if it's uh, something of interest to you. I've mentioned it a couple of times, the, the, the fun part of this conversation about swimming and teaching young kids, but the risk of drowning, that is definitely something we need to, to be aware of and pay attention to. Are there any statistics, any anything that you are aware of that, that talks about the risk of drowning, either you know globally, nationwide, or, or any statistics here, even locally, that you may be able to share? Yeah, so nationwide drowning is is the leading cause of unintentional death um, in children under the age of four. Wow. And, and so that's from the CDC, and so they're the ones that gather all that. Um, our biggest concern here in Fairfax County is that we have a bunch of natural lakes and man-made lakes that are have open access. And so we want to ensure that we're providing as much water safety to the community as possible. Coming out of the pandemic, one of our biggest concerns was that Children didn't have that opportunity to get any water safety training via from the public school or coming to swim lessons due to our reduced capacity in classes. And mm-hmm. so we really wanted to kind of get an effort out um, and have a national, you know, water safety month is in May. And so we did a big outreach prep plan to try to get get the word out to as many kids as possible. Right. Well, you mentioned May was National Water Safety Month, but uh, truly – Every month and every day should be water safety. You got to kind of pay attention uh, to uh, water and your surroundings. And with that kind of segue, I want to move in. You guys have a a, a great top ten water safety tips uh, graphic, and and uh, and the tips themselves really are are great. And the first one really ties into what we're just talking about. You know, making sure that in and around water. There is some kind of parental supervision that kids aren't around water by themselves. Could you kind of talk about that first tip? Yeah, absolutely. So we came up with these tips. Uh, We're very fortunate to work for an agency where we've got 20 full-time aquatic professionals. Um, And so we were able to kind of pool our collective resources, our collective thoughts, and come up with kind of, as you alluded to, Jim, the 10, 10 main water safety tips that we would want to get out to our community And the first one is always the most important, and that was just making sure that parents are always supervising their children anytime they are in or around water. And I think a lot of times when we get parents to the swimming pool or to that water park, it's kind of they think about it like, absolutely, we have deep water. I want to make sure my child's safe. But there's also those times when parents aren't around. So this is you know leaving young children um, alone in the bathtub is something that we don't ever want to do. Um, especially if you know they're they're super young, because as soon as they slip under the water, you might not hear anything. You might not hear splashing. Right. Okay. So that's uh, that's kind of tips one and two. Really, supervise children in and around the water, uh, and well, that's tip one. Not you know, uh, make sure an adult is is uh, watching them at all times. 
tip number two is kind of along that same line about uh, being alone, not swimming alone. Yeah. So, so while we kind of talked about the drowning statistics for children under the age of four, um, we also know that there's a whole bunch of kids that are over that age that are going to have the ability to kind of be out on their own planning um, with just their friends and things like that. And so one of the bigger concerns we have with all our natural lakes and ponds here in Fairfax County is, you know, making sure that children aren't trying to swim, swim by themselves. Um, with a lot of community pools, unfortunately, the lifeguards aren't held to the same standard that they are here with Fairfax County, um, with the park mm-hmm. authority. And so there is those opportunities where there might not be a lifeguard at a pool. Um, we do know that sometimes kids like to like to get in a little bit of mischievous trouble. Um, <laughs> but all those kind of things is just that if you're not swimming by yourself, um, you at least always have somebody there that can kind of look out and help out. Right. And that not only goes for kids, but adults as well. Never, never swim alone, period, is, is what the tip says. So that, that goes for everybody. <laughs> yep. Number, number three talks about, uh, you know, the, I was going to say rambunctious, but the fun part of swimming, you know, it's the diving and, you know, jumping into the water. Uh, what, what's this tip related to? So, yeah, so exactly. This tip is basically related to those open water areas where, um, you know, you might be out on a lake. Uh, we're very fortunate. We have a lot of folks that that are, have the ability to kind of travel outside of the area. Um, you always just want to make sure that anytime you're jumping or diving into the water, you can see where you're headed. Um, when we explain it to adults, it sounds like very common sense. Um, but, but you know, we want to make sure that we're getting it to those to those teenagers, to the preteens and those those kind of age groups as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So don't dive or jump into water that you can't see through. Exactly. Number four talks about the ocean. What about what about that? Um, so, so the main thing with the ocean when we were talking about this was that um, when you're out at the ocean, it's a great experience, um, but it can also be very, very scary. Um, and so if you if you turn your back to the ocean and a big wave or something like that can come, riptides can pull you under the water. If you're not a very strong swimmer, um, it can be very difficult. Uh, for you to be able to resurface. Um, we have a great story in one of our Park Takes magazines that just came out that talks about we had an, a parent who was in the ocean with her daughter. Um, she got pulled out. Her daughter had taken swim lessons with the Park Authority and was actually able to swim out and provide assistance to her mother. And so so that got mom you know, to realize how, how important it was for her to understand that even though she could touch, uh, she wasn't exactly safe unless she got comfortable learning how to swim. Gotcha. Good tip. Good story. All right. Tip number five talks about uh, floating toys. Yeah. So this is one of those where um, you get that false sense of security. And so we want to make sure that we were stressing to parents and to those um, older folks, older kids, that even though you have that inflatable tube or you have the the water wings, which are the inflatable uh, buoys that go on the arms, uh, those are not U.S. Coast Guard approved water safety devices. And so there is the opportunity for the for children to slip out of those, uh, fall underneath the water. Um, we don't allow them in our park facilities just because they are so unsafe. And mm-hmm. so that's that that touches back to that proactive lifeguarding that I was talking about earlier. And then the the only safe thing to do is life jackets. And so we always stress that anytime you're on open water, especially with children, uh, you're wearing those uh, lifeguard uh, personal flotation devices um, that are that are approved by the Coast Guard. Uh, if you're in the pool and you're a non-swimmer, we always recommend that for children, we keep parents within arm's reach 
of those kids, even if they are wearing a life jacket. Right. And that's tip number six, life jackets. And I love the line here, life jackets only work if you wear them. Tip number seven uh, talks about holding your breath underwater. Yes. So I know when I was a kid, I played this game. I'm sure a lot of folks have as well, mm -hmm. where you, you see who can hold their breath the longest. Um, it's right. also called the dead man's float. Uh, one thing that we found is that um, voluntary breath holding is the easiest way to lead to somebody passing out under the water. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they all, you know, especially in kids, they want to, they want to win the game. And so they'll maybe stay a little bit too long. As soon as somebody loses consciousness under the water, that can be a very scary situation for, for not just parents, not just for the kids, but also for the lifeguards that are going to be jumping in to save them. And so right. if, we can, if we can avoid those unsafe activities, um, there's, still a, there's still tons of games that kids can play. So we always want to try to encourage them to be as safe as possible. Right. All right, a couple of more tips here before we run out of time. Tip number eight, we've kind of talked about this before, uh, swim only in designated swim areas. Just briefly kind of remind us why we uh, should do that. Yeah, exactly. With that one, it, it, it's another one of those. It makes sense when you explain it. Um, the signs are posted there for a reason. Um, if they're saying don't swim, it's for a good reason why. Uh, same thing people get when they go to the beach. You know, if if the if the riptide or the surf is really difficult, they're going to say, you know, we don't want people out here swimming. Um, so just follow those rules, just to make sure that we keep everybody safe. Right. All right. And tip number nine, uh, really for pool owners, or you know, even folks that have well uh, pools. I'll I'll go with that. I'm um, don't leave toys or other floatables in an unsupervised pool. Um, why not? Seems like that would make it easy for, you know, next time I want to go swimming, my toys are already there. Why should we not leave those type of things in, in an unsupervised pool? Absolutely. And and while it does it, it does sound like it should be fine, uh, the one thing that those floats are going to attract are children. And it might not necessarily mm -hmm. be your children. It might be the neighbor children um, or it could just be somebody visiting. And they're going to want to go out there and get in those floats, jump on them and and – you know, anything we can do to avoid a child getting into the pool without adult supervision, we always want to make sure we do that. Right. And the final tip, tip number 10, while all of these are important, uh, dare I say this is the, the most important, learn to swim. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're very fortunate here in Fairfax County that, that we offer swim lessons for everybody. Um, there's no, no price um, that we can't, you know, we can't get past. Um, we have a very robust scholarship program. And so even those um, underprivileged communities, uh, we can still teach them to swim. And so, um, yeah, we just want everybody to get as many, many swim lessons as you can, especially if, it, if price isn't going to be a barrier, um, because it is a life skill that is going to stay with those children and those young adults for their entire life. All right. Levi Lanehart is the Aquatic Section Program Manager with Fairfax County's Park Authority. We've had a lot to talk about today. Levi, in case there's something I didn't ask or something else you want to make sure that uh, we get out to our listeners on the podcast today, final 15, 20 seconds, any final word from you? Yeah. Um, as you kind of said, we put out a lot of information. I know it can be overwhelming to kind of think of it all in one big picture. So anybody listening, if they have more questions, want to provide some follow-up, um, or they're just kind of curious about what swim class might be right for their children, they can always reach out to me directly. Uh, my phone number is 703 Three two four eight five four eight, and I always have my phone on, and I'm always ready to help out. 
be careful what you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all right. We we love no, it. Go ahead. We we love yeah. it, uh, especially when uh, members of our community reach out because it's all about getting that education and that awareness. The more we do, the easier my job becomes. Absolutely. All right, Levi. Enjoy the conversation. Thanks for being on the podcast today. All right. Thank you for having me, Jim. Absolutely. Thanks again to Levi for being with us. Thanks to you for listening. And uh, remember, get a swim lesson and take uh, take advantage and, and remember all those other uh, uh, tips uh, when you're in and around the water this summer and this year. If you want to get more Fairfax County news, go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news, or you can call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, and that's weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.